0: And now it's kind of like she doesn't really notice as much that my blood sugar's high, which is a relief. And also the lows. I mean, we're talking about, a lot about diabetes right now. Uh, should we say we've started? I think we probably started. Sure. This yeah. is the beginning. Cool. Um, the, the lows used to scare me. And it's, it's like I'm still uh, afraid of low blood sugars um, to an extent. But they, I was living in, f- like, terror of them, like, paralyzed. Like, if you could, like, there's some kind of agoraphobia and my, instead of it being outside, going, I'm, I'm afraid of going outside. It was afraid I was, of going low. It's the fear of fear. It was happening all the time. And I've had diabetes for decades, but it's like, you know, but that speaks to a bigger thing that's going on inside my head all the time is like, yeah. uh, you have one or several bad incidents and you start associating to that. Um, anything that's associated with that, then it could be a trigger. Yeah. That's how you build this like little trauma wheel. And um, I don't know. I feel like I'm doing work on undoing that, which is great. And I feel like I'm able to do it now because I've made some adjustments to my medical dosage, and I've also started t- eating um, better. Well, I shouldn't say that. I'm, I'm eating still some junk food, but like I'm being more intentional about
1: eating more green yeah. stuff. I think that's awesome. Yeah. How you doing? I've been doing well, too. I mean, I kind of feel like I'm in a similar spot. Um, I feel like while you were talking, I was relating a lot and thinking kind of like, I feel like I've shed some skin lately. Mm -hmm. And I feel like maybe the last few months where I was feeling so restless, I was in the process of doing that. And so I just think like, for me lately, I felt a little bit more just kind of at peace with the flow of things and sort of that urgency that you talked about, like, I don't feel quite that. Mm -hmm. I feel a little more kind of content in the now. Um, And it's bizarre because I feel like that's something I've been in my head striving so much for, for years and years, but could never just breathe or never just meditate. It was always this philosophical thing that, like, I just think the difference now is I feel a little more embodied. Like, I feel like I'm not identifying so much with, like, What's going on in my head, and that feels like what's happening with you too. Yeah. Like, so it was interesting that you were talking about like the way your body like betrays you. Are we enlightened? I, I think that's what that means. Is this where we become gurus and start up some weird camp? Where I think so.
0: We start farming, and then I, you buy me a Rolls Royce. I'm in. I have a f- couple miles down the street. I have a friend that has a farm that we could probably take by force. <laughs> um what do you attribute it to because I I told you what I attribute mine to I mean I'll just say like I kind of think that doing this has helped
1: yeah I think so too and I think
0: all that all that mental trash that we kind of unloaded right before the new year m-
1: may have been helpful I think it was super helpful and I think like the exercise that has been just saying the truth and not editing it and putting it out, like mm-hmm. it's really forced me into sort of some discomforts. Like, I mean, for me, it's like, oh man, who's listening to it? Oh, Brett cursed or whatever. And like those kinds of things. And like, I you started- You worried about my cursing? I mean, it came up like, and I, I don't think it's a problem. I think it's great. It's just, it it was interesting. Who said something? No one said anything. Who is it? Give me their names. I mean, we'd have to go. Um, way by the way, back. I,
0: I'm actually going to challenge myself to getting through this whole episode with it. I'm kind of cleaning up my language. I also have a toddler in the house, yeah. so I'm working. He's starting to copycat, but
1: well, I just think I've always had this really kind of rigid ethic, like that I inherited growing up, where I did, and like I don't think it's a bad thing, but I think I get so uncomfortable that I'm doing something wrong,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and that's like such the content of my anxiety. Like, oh, who am I offending in this moment? that putting up these podcasts and not being able to do anything about it has really like forced that anxiety to a head. It's an immersion therapy. Yeah. yeah, well, and it's like I've gotten You're through... You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. I've gotten through three of them, and I feel better because it's like, okay, you survived that. So it just sort of discredited this real core thing. But beyond that, for credit, I just think, uh, honestly, I felt like I kind of... Bottomed out anxiety wise a couple months ago, and I don't really know what the cause of it was, but like I was just feeling really sort of crippled in it, mm-hmm. having a lot of trouble like texting people back, going out, getting really anxious. I mean, for me, it was like um, every social interaction was coming with like hours of over analysis at the end of it. And I like guess questioning, yeah, how, just how like, you, oh, you know, I must have made them mm-hmm. angry in this way. Like that's definitely the content of my OCD. It's like this offense thing. Mm-hmm. I'm so afraid to to be in conflict or tension or have someone be mad. And um, I just think in bottoming out and like really feeling like I was spending every moment just in my head all the time. Like there, it it just forced me into something else. And I think I was desperate enough and downloaded that Zen.
0: Mm-hmm. I couldn't book. listen, but I see yeah. why you liked it. I, I got about 20 minutes in.
1: The The recording quality is terrible, but it was just like... Would you like to
0: recommend it for anybody listening? Because it, it actually, I think, I could see why it would be helpful. I just couldn't get past it. Yeah, I
1: mean... Say it. What's, what's it called? Do you remember? It's Beginner's Mind. Right. Um, but it, I feel like I've approached Zen for years from like this intellectual side that's like, oh, how can I think my way into it? Mm -hmm. And I specifically like would not even read the Eastern stuff. Um, And I think in my desperation and like even having read the stuff a million times that I should just be breathing, it was like, it just kind of spoke in a way that said like, no, just be in this moment. Like it's all okay. Everything beyond this moment is really illusion because all we have is this now and just you are not your thoughts. Like, yeah. And so for me, when I think of topic here and kind of just in general, it's like in shedding my skin, in disassociating from like the identity that is in my head, like thinking about identities that like we cling to, whether it's artistic or professionally, like we were talking about grief, like. I lost Adrian thirteen years ago, and like I've written albums about it. I've done tons of interviews, and like I'm now getting to a place where it kind of feels like there's more to my story, right? Um, and so it's like this identity that I've had, and so how do you kind of shed these identities and get to the core of like?
0: Well, it's funny because you probably, you were grasping at that to, yeah. to hang on to it, and I did the same thing. I for me, I think becoming a father changed my or. Opened a new chapter in my story. It allowed me to finally open it, the, the new chapter, which is that the old chapter being I'm a guy who lost his dad when he was seven. Yeah, and it's not that that did not have merit in how my life played out, or or my worldview, or anything. Cause it, it certainly had. So I'm not I'm not disregarding it or discounting it, but it 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 does get to a point where it holds you back from living and becoming a father myself, you know, it did a couple things. It, it put, it gave me the perspective. I am now the, I am now my dad essentially in the role. I mean, yeah. let's hope not that that doesn't play out exactly the same way, but I mean, but the point is like I, I often envision myself being my dad when I was this young age. Um, and it, it, first of all, it humanizes the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it gives you it gives me at least it gives me a sense of connection to the past while not living in it it's like oh this is just this you know you talk you hear about the eternal flow yeah. of of um, matter and and everything within it and consciousness and it makes it, it's helped me stop grasping at the, trying to either relive or or just simply, like you know, I think there's a part, partly a guilt of not wanting to move on for that person's sake. You think it's yeah. not fair to their memory, and um, you know, I actually went to a funeral today. So do you? Uh, but uh, the funeral, just like every time, um, it does kind of shake you up a little bit in the sense of it reminds you of impermanence and your mortality. The difference was today for me. Um, that gave me a piece that used to, it used to take away the piece came from kind of what you were just saying, which is that it reminded me that all these, you know, petty grievances and, and, uh, trivial hangups that I have really just in the big picture, like they don't matter. Yeah. Um, which is liberating as, as hell. And and it does really just kind of bring you into the moment. It it used to, I think, I think you can approach it two ways. You can either be just terrified of the whole thing. Um, and then, and then uh, I think the reflex is probably to grasp at your story because you're trying to find your place in the world. Like, well, what, what, what is this? What's happening around me? I need to, yeah. you know, for me now it, it's, it's at least right now, it's the opposite. It's this feeling of release. Like, oh, this is the fact that it, that things do carry on and change is is beautiful and wonderful and liberating, and I don't need to continue to identify with any one thing. I, partly thought just thoughts in general. you know I don't need to identify with my thoughts, which is helpful to, to let this yeah. quickly roll off. but also how it pertains to career, yeah, and you and I have talked a lot about. Music, our our lives as art, artistic types, and the 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 grief that we suffer from all of our losses or, or our self perceived losses, um, and to 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 actually whatever this is that happened that you and I both had <laughs> separately, and now we can kind of come together and commiserate. And it was great. W- the w- when you can step away from that and see yourself outside of that, um. And let life unfold as it does. It's it makes the whole thing more enjoyable and more exciting. Like I was before we before the new year, I was just kind of dreading the concept of releasing new music because it felt more like a task that I was um, assigned from something outside of myself. And for starters, that's not at all the case. Yeah. It was always my choice, and I could not do it if I didn't want to. Right? You yeah. could but to know that it is a choice and that it doesn't really matter if i do it or don't where you previously could look at that kind of nihilistically and go like well that's depressing <laughs> like kierkegaard sitting by the tree um now it if you reframe it it's like that's exactly why i should just do it and it should just be fun yeah because it's you know it's water passing through our hands it's why not and you can fail and fail and fail and fail and all of that should be play yeah you know I agree with that there was something I thought we could talk about today actually now that I'm thinking about it that okay um, the um, cool shoes by the way I think are these Goya's Uh,
1: no Adidas they
0: are women's shoes
1: actually but the shade I loved that checks out thanks
0: yeah I like the color thank you socks match and everything
1: Uh, the socks do not match
0: the socks match the shoe. One sock matches the, the, socks, the shoe. Uh, Actually, not. both socks match the shoe. For diff- There are two different colors on the shoe, and those are corresponding colors on the socks, even though your socks don't match each other.
1: The socks do not match each other. That is correct.
0: Yeah. I mean, whoever designed so, your feet did good. So, yeah, I'm
1: real put together these days.
0: <sighs> you, you, this is 2024. unmatched socks, is, yeah. Whatever that is. <laughs> um... Tell me if you identify with this at all. Uh, We've we've often talked about community. I know I talk a lot about community in terms of the the arts community, but any community that anybody's part of, um, I think maybe this, this might ring true. My perception of community has always been that... I want to be part of it and outside of it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I'm reflecting now, I can realize that I, my desire to be outside of it has superseded my desire to actually be part of it. What I mean by that is, I've won it so hard, and I've probably done this my whole life without things way outside of music, just my life um, MO in general has always been, whatever I see somebody else doing, I'm going to do the opposite. Even if it's unhip, you know, and, I, and if, if I'm talking, if I'm speaking specifically with music, like if whatever's hip now, I'm gonna do whatever was hip yesterday. Yeah. Or three yesterdays ago, <laughs> just because I don't wanna be part of that. You know, there is a thing that happens with music where stuff starts to sound alike, you know, over the course of a, like a three year window, all the bands start to sound like that, whatever that hit band was, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying I want to join, you know. I, I don't want to copycat it, but it is. I'm recognizing that staying on the outside as much as I have has hurt me more than helped me. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, like, where do you think, sit with it as far as yeah. your role in the community as a as an individual and a collective?
1: Okay, and so community, I feel like we're sort of describing as like what is successful, like what's commercially viable, so the larger music community. Because at first I was kind of thinking like sometimes I don't really feel like going out and hanging and doing that whole identity thing, Mm -hmm. and so I think it applies there too. But in terms of like how I approach my art in like, Comparison to what's like widely acceptable, what's popular at the moment has changed. Mm -hmm. Like, I actually think lately I've gotten a lot more like, actually, I kind of would like something that would play on the radio. Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of would like something that when I get up to sing a song at the end of open mic and everyone's like ready to leave with a smile on their face, like, is sort of upbeat and not super sad and slow Mm -hmm. and heavy and requires a big story to introduce it. Like, and I think I've started to see how much of my ego. Was like in claiming a spot in the I'm authentic. I'm Mm -hmm. like my own thing, and I because I think at the same time, like those qualities aren't going to leave you. Like you and I could sit down and try and write a Lord Huron song, and it would still sound like us. Yeah, probably. You know, as a con, but (laughs) at the same time, um, I think we identify too much with being authentic. Mm-hmm. and i think if you're really trying to force that you're sort of defeating the purpose
0: yeah, yeah. you you're you're still wearing a mask yeah it's right yeah it's funny because it's like I, you know i want to i you know in so many other ways i want to be inspired and informed by external forces i mean that is ultimately where all expression comes from is taking in you know you're an antenna you take it all in and then you regurgitate it out with your own unique signature whatever it is
1: yeah even just
0: dialogue just conversation but um i think there was like a a fine point for me put on sonically the way things sounded or the timbre of a person's voice yeah. you know you would start to hear like oh and i'm not going to name any names here but um you know you just hear like you start to resent bands that were unique on their first album for then coming out with a second album and it's it's it sounds like a copycat of of yeah. whatever transgressions happened between the success of their first album and whatever new band showed up in that meantime. Yeah. Now that singer is sounding more and more like this new hip thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was trying to be vague about that as possible cause, and I also I can't honestly think of any examples <laughs> on on command. But but the point is that I that would always that always bothered me. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing I feel about, and I do actually still feel this way. I I do feel like group thought in general is, is helpful minimally and mostly harmful. Yeah. Um, but we can also see where, like, perceived individual thought gets you, and that's where we end up in <laughs> conspiracy land. But, um, which is ironically not individual thought at all. It's just somebody's, you know, and I'm not going to go down that hole, but when it pertains to music and things like that, I would, or, 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 uh, the scene, you know, you, when you start seeing a popular hairstyle or image or something, you know, and it becomes like the, you see those memes about like the starter kit for yeah. fill in the blank. Um, that actually really irritates me. It still does. Yeah. Well, I, nothing that irritates me quite as much now cause I'm enlightened, obviously. <laughs> but, uh, but it, that, that always felt like, come on, can, can everybody just not follow what's, you know, I mean, it's almost like somebody hands out a pamphlet of what's what, what you should look like in 2024. Here you go. Here's your look. Everybody's going to do it. You're going to fit right in. And I, I get that we're tribal and all that, but it still irritates me, especially when it comes to art. Uh, yeah. And I don't know why, because it's not, those aren't that's not my art anybody can go do whatever they want and i'm probably guilty of of doing it w- without even intending to yeah but now i i guess what i'm saying is i'm putting the guard down a little bit and saying you know what maybe that does happen maybe i do put out a song that sounds like something i probably already have yeah and so what i kind of enjoy this idea of quickly letting go of my output the minute it becomes public and yeah. putting it away that, cause that's what allows you to then continue to make something new.
1: Yeah.
0: Put out a song knowing it's probably, well, knowing that it is going to be imperfect. Yeah. Just so you can write the next song mm-hmm. and get to that one. Cause, and this all tying back to the funeral thing is what reminds me of it. I think I'm thinking like, okay, okay, this funeral marks a period in somebody's, like a like a punctu- punctuation wise, marks a period in the book of somebody, right? How much time do they want to spend questioning whether what their output into the world is worth? When they, it's like the the Leo Tolstoy story of uh, Ivan Ilch. The, did you ever read that? It's basically he gets to the end of his life and he. And he regrets every decision he ever made because he, he lived a lie. And he kept his... The, the saying was like he died with his music inside him. And I think it was a figure of speech in that story. It wasn't actually music. But the point is, yeah. all this because of living a lie, because of ex- expectations of from society or I think his wife in that story or whatever, and he did it all for the wrong reasons and you don't want to get to that point. Yeah. And that... that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of ingesting that framework for myself now. Yeah. Less judgment on because you know the fact is like at the speed of the internet everything's so fleeting anyway so it's like why not just let just let it keep rolling, just let it yeah. keep flowing and then move on to the next thing and not be so caught up in perfectionism and yeah all the things that we do.
1: And I think it totally goes back to that question of identity. Like mm-hmm. while I'm sitting here thinking about it I'm like so much of it I think has been that I so identified with the songs that I was writing and, like, so tried to perfect them and get them out and have them sound smart and, like, not really have fun, like, see it as a serious affair. Like, there was so much attachment to that. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like I'm now sort of getting to a place where I'm like, no, like, I'm not all the songs all the time. Like, mm-hmm. the songs will change with me. But it's sort of just like getting down an idea in. However, fashion we can, and then like letting it out and unattaching from it, you know? Yeah. And that feels a lot more peaceful. And it like allows me to start to say, okay, this process that I was so like jaded against. Like, I think about it, like I've run sound in a venue, a great venue for a year. I get to hear awesome art all the time. And it's like, I really confronted that jadedness within me because I'm like, all that time that I sat there and felt self-conscious which is really what was happening like oh you know how do my songs compare we all do that like I was missing out on experiencing art Mm -hmm. I wasn't ever actually listening to music
0: right I know and so I
1: wasn't writing good songs because nothing was actually going in going in in,
0: yeah it wasn't getting
1: through I was surrounded by it and so now I'm kind of more in the place of like you know what like Creed, like we may joke about it. Like, do I consider it great art? Absolutely not. But like, there's a place for it. I mean, like, Dude, I, there's just a place for it. Like, it's. An I I, I, googled, I
0: googled Scott Stapp a couple weeks ago, randomly. I don't know. Maybe some something on the internet reminded me. I don't know what, how I ended up. Yeah. And then I started listening to their first album again. I was warped right back to high school. And I, I'm I'm gonna look at it right now. I'm like, you know what? That was that made a lot of sense in high school. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to get on a creed.
1: No, but but, like the point being like I started to realize that jadedness and like that need to over identify with a certain kind of art and like expect that to be heard and received a certain way because my identity was in it. Mm -hmm. Like I missed out on the actual experience and like being a part of that creative process in a way that was correctly proportioned, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. You know, something happened today at this funeral that um it, it was like a little Buddha moment in my son. And it's because he's not, you know, he's not conditioned by polite society yet. I mean, he's a very polite little toddler, but, you know, he doesn't know um, the rules like we understand him as adults, right? So here's what happened briefly. We're You know, we're at a funeral, which is understandably like kind of... Um, You know it's very quiet and even a little bit stiff because every you know there's a reverence that's supposed to be happening, and so it's quiet and everybody's trying to you know be be quiet so that whoever's speaking is crystal clear. Right? This woman in front of us, this uh, older woman, coughed, and my son Elliot Elliot, immediately imitated her. He just she went (coughs) and he goes and then smiled she didn't see it but Rosemary and I saw it and I'm thinking in this setting here this is happening where we're all and now I say this it is not in any way to take away from that reverence that is happening around us at a funeral you know because yeah. woman was, was very beloved and all that it's not that it's it, for me the lever it pulled was like let we, we take it all so seriously and my son just made fun of a not made fun of. He imitated the coughing sound that the woman was clearly trying to like keep quiet because it's a funeral. Yeah. And not only did she not succeed in keeping it quiet, but she was imitated by a 14 month old. <laughs> and I don't know, man. I might have read too much into it, but to me, that just sh- it it shook me loose a little bit. No, that
1: feels like
0: yeah. One of it was those. like, hey, you know what? Yeah, we are at a funeral. Life is not that. Serious. We don't, you know, it's, it all comes and, and goes and we just, it's like Play Doh. We just roll with it. Yeah. It was beautiful. I learned a lot from it.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know if there was more to that thought, but that's, that
1: you had before I interrupted you with that, but. No, I, like, I think that's just kind of a beautiful little moment. And like, yeah. it definitely feels to me like a reminder of just the perspectives we can choose. I yeah. mean, because there is a way that we can approach life that is like, how do I rationally feel about that? Or, you know, what philosophy system can I try to explain that with? But at the same time, like what you had in that moment was just a totally present embodied moment. It, it was Flash.
0: A, yeah. It was a it was a very pure human moment.
1: Yeah, and it it doesn't really matter. Like No, of course not. All that matters is how you've received it. Yeah. Right? It's your uh. perspective on it. And so it's really like, I think, going back to what we started with, that kind of like how hyper-intense and anxious you get. Like, Well, yeah,
0: it's not like his imitating. I don't even know if anybody noticed, but if they did, it certainly didn't sabotage the funeral. The speaker didn't stop speaking. The choir didn't stop singing. Yeah. But we seem to think that it all kind of hinges on us.
1: Yeah, and And it, it doesn't, and there's a way that you can look at Everything. That, uh,
0: I mean, of course, there's a gradient on that. Like yeah. if somebody shows up and starts juggling,
1: yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> My question. It?
0: Yeah. Um, Can you juggle? I cannot. I, cannot. I can't either. No. no. I feel like that's so, a skill that you don't just learn. You are born. It's
1: divine. It is divine. I think it typically happens at funerals. <laughs> like, yeah. It. That's
0: where everybody learns <laughs> the juggle.
1: Yeah. That's Every
0: what. clown just visit, went to a lot of funerals.
1: That's why <laughs> clowns are always sad. Yeah. If you're looking at it right, you see it. It's like <laughs> being a Jedi. But... I think that's the end of the episode. No. <laughs> okay. That's it. Cool.
0: Thanks for listening to uh, <laughs> an Academics Episode 4,
1: right? Yeah.
0: Okay. Come back in five minutes. We'll keep cool. going. Cool.